welcome back to another edition of WeatherWise, the podcast here from the meteorologists at 47ABC WMDT. We're located out of Salisbury, Maryland. We serve the Delmarva Peninsula, but we like to talk about weather not only for the Delmarva, but also the Mid-Atlantic, the rest of the United States, the world. Whatever's going on weather-wise, we'd like to get into and um, just talk about, to, you know, what if we've had some big storms across mm -hmm. the area, the tropics this time of the year and uh, really even focusing on some safety here at home. Uh, I'm with meteorologist Sloan Haynes. How are you doing? Hello, hey. hi. It is almost July, very excited. Yes. But I know we're doing this podcast not for a great reason because the weather for the holiday weekend isn't looking ideal, unfortunately. No, it is not. And we've got storms in the forecast, what, Saturday, Sunday, and, and the 4th Monday. of July at yes. this point. And a lot of people obviously outside this time of the year, a lot at of the boating. Boardwalk. Yeah, exactly. And when these storms come through, I think a lot of times people get lulled into the uh, idea that, you know, um, if there isn't a warning for the storm, if there's mm. not a severe thunderstorm warning or there's not uh, any type of, um, or even if the sky doesn't look like it's too threatening that, well, the, the other risks with the storm aren't mm -hmm. there. But I think the biggest problem or the biggest um, myth with storms is sometimes that lightning is less of an issue when storms aren't that strong. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And especially when you're out there on the beach, too, when you start to see like the dark storm clouds rolling in, you typically see people try to wait it out. And that's not the best thing to do during these storms because they can get breezy. So umbrellas are flying everywhere now. Lightning, always a huge risk. And it's the lightning that we're always concerned about within these thunderstorms. Yeah. And um, with the idea that uh, any storm can produce uh, dangerous lightning. And the idea is that, you know, we talked about it, the storm doesn't have to have severity to it. It doesn't even mm -hmm. have to have the gusty winds and some of the precursors that make you think, OK, well, you know, really bad weather's coming in. Sometimes that lightning can be, you know, that you've heard the term bold out of the blue. Um, it, lightning can strike well outside of a thunderstorm. Mm -hmm. And it can be a risk, even if you think that the, you know, you can tell that the sun yeah. is still out. So we wanted to talk today about some lightning safety and get everybody ready here as uh, we're really starting to get into the full mm -hmm. swing of summer. And I know for this holiday weekend, hot and humid, it's going to be nice to be outside. Actually, it's going to be to the point where you want to hit the water. So mm -hmm. the pool, the lake, the beach. So we wanted to get into some lightning safety facts and uh, keep you safe out yeah. there if you're going to be out this weekend. And of course, the number one fact is being outside is not a safe place to be during a thunderstorm. Whether you know you're in your car, you're under a tree. I know a lot of people who park their cars under trees, thinking they could wait out the storm, or maybe even in a carport or just exposed out there. But being outside is not the best place to be at all. So right. that's it, important. And and that's you know it. It's easiest when we're just, you know, out and about mm -hmm. and, you know, in where we live, uh, easy to get home, maybe get into, a, you know, a business mm -hmm. or something like that um, to get away from the lightning. But, you know, if you're at the beach or on the lake, it's a little more difficult. And we're going to talk about some of these lightning safety facts mm -hmm. uh, for those of you who might be caught outside mm -hmm. um, and you might not have shelter right away or it might be something you have to think about a little bit ahead of time when you go out. So I wanted to start with uh, well, what Sloan said. It's really no place outside is safe near a thunderstorm. I mean, I think that's uh, something to always remember that if you're outside, mm -hmm. it's not a good spot. And um, the first thing that uh, we like to think about here is the 30-30 rule. I like this one. Yeah. It offers lightning. Um, it, it, it's basically the best guidance, I think, for the public. And when you see lightning, you want to count the time until you hear thunder. This is the 30-30 rule. So that if it's 30 seconds or less, 
between the lightning and the thunder, the thunderstorm is close enough to be dangerous. So remembering that too, you see the lightning, you hear the thunder, mm -hmm. you want to count between that lightning and thunder. If it's 30 seconds or less, it's close enough basically for you to be struck. So that's when you need to seek shelter. If you can't see the lightning, you're just hearing the thunder, good backup rule, wait 30 minutes or more until the lightning flash before mm -hmm. leaving shelter. So that's something to remember, not just for the beach, but for those of us for local pools. Yes, exactly. I was a pool lifeguard for many years throughout high school, throughout college, and you're always waiting the 30 minutes after each rumble of thunder or strike of lightning. So that could be a full rest of the afternoon if we have storms rolling through the area from a distance, but we still hear the thunder or see some lightning. So that's a great safety tip. The next part is a house or a fully enclosed, substantially constructed building are the best places to be. So if you're at home, great. Stay away from windows, stay in the interior of your home. If you're maybe out at the pool, the bathrooms and the snack bar typically don't say storm shelter for no reason. They're typically there for refuge during thunderstorms and most pools will encourage you to go under or inside of these structures during storms or to go out to your car. As a car, if you don't have a building, that's the next place, best place for you to be. And this is sort of like an old wives tales when you're in a car, people are like, oh, it's the rubber tires protecting right. you. The tires are fine, but it's actually the metal. So you don't want to touch the metal if you're in the car, um, whether that be like on the door, if it's exposed in your car, you don't want to touch it because metal is a conductor, but it's the metal that's protecting you from those lightning strikes. So if you're not going to be by a building or in your house, a car, yes, that's the next best thing, but don't think it's the tires. It's the car itself. Right. It's basically the car that that metal shell mm -hmm. takes the lightning. Like you said, it's a conductor and it takes all that electricity and basically it forms a shell around you and it brings that electricity around you and down into the ground through the mm -hmm. tires. So uh, Sloan brings up a really good point when you're in the car, remembering that you don't want to be touching any of the metal, that the idea yep. is being in the car, not outside the car or kind of uh, waiting with the door open, anything like that. You no. want those doors closed. Fully inside, window shut, exactly. everything. Exactly. So uh, with that said, lightning statistically is actually the number two weather killer in the United States. Lightning kills more people per year than hurricanes and tornadoes combined. It's only flooding mm -hmm. that kills more people than lightning. So lightning number two weather killer. That's why it's just so important for us yes. to push out these safety facts this time of the year. We remind everybody that this is such a dangerous thing. Mm -hmm. And then the state of Florida, uh, lightning is the number one weather killer. And that's killed more people than all weather sources, all other weather phenomena combined. And we look to Florida because a similar place to where we are here in Delmarva, yeah. although they see more thunderstorms in Florida per year than we do. Um, the beach life, uh, the outdoor life, uh, very similar uh, locations. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we look to them, obviously, with uh, the same idea that the threat is there um, as far as the extra threat. Mm -hmm if you will, from lightning compared to other spots in the United States. And Florida, also the lightning capital of the country, I'm fairly certain, because if you think about Florida, similar to what Rich said, similar to us here on Delmarva Peninsula, but the difference between Florida is it has two giant bodies of water on both sides. So when these air masses meet over central Florida, you have two combining air masses, and that allows thunderstorms to fire up, and typically central Florida that's where we'll see the most lightning strikes in the entire state of Florida. And Central Florida might be where a famous mouse lives. Also, <laughs> a lot of golf courses there, which leads to why Florida is also um, 
the number one for deaths, injuries, and casualties when it comes to lightning. So, golf courses, not the best place to be. Amusement parks, maybe not, but amusement parks mostly do have those storm shelters for you to seek refuge in. But that's just something else to think about. I remember that from growing up there and going to college there and working at the emergency management department is lightning is such a huge factor. That is something the emergency management department has to put out is if lightning is in the forecast for the day. They don't care about the thunder, the winds, lightning, will that be a threat? Right, and, and very important with that too, again, because we, we talked about that being so much more of a threat to human life mm -hmm. than even some of the worst thunderstorms that uh, we typically can get in the spring and summer. So that's uh, important. And you mentioned too with the golf course, golfing. I know that's a, mm -hmm. another big thing here in Delmarva. Um, always to remember when you're out on the course, there, there are no places that are safe. Even some of the small, you know, outhouses or, uh, you know, some of the, the, even the porta potties across the area, those just are not doable places to go uh, to be safe from lightning. So when you hear, when you're out in the golf course and you hear that, whatever they have um, system in place mm -hmm. to let you know storms are coming with a horn or a siren. That is to be taken seriously and in that moment to get back in that golf cart and get back to the clubhouse mm -hmm. and get into a shelter because, um, again, you're just not yep. safe at a place like a golf course outside. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it lightning can inflict severe, lifelong de debilitating injuries, many more than it kills. So that's something mm -hmm. that's not even talked about. So if you get struck by lightning, it's not even so much... Um, obviously we talk about the threat for death, but the type of injuries people sustain from being struck by lightning. It kills about 100 people in the United States each year, but it also injures roughly 1,000 mm -hmm. people in the United States each year. And now just even saying this, I was looking at some of the storm reports coming out of uh, the state of Virginia in this past week. And unfortunately, one of the reports came in through the National Weather Service that uh, two people were struck by lightning, I believe, at a campsite. I'd have to go back and wow. look at the actual... Um, uh, facts of that, but it was reported to the weather service that two people were struck, and I believe this was with a storm that at the moment was not producing severe weather, at least in that location where the two people were struck. So, mm -hmm. good idea to remember there. Yeah, you know, it it you're not in the midst of the heaviest part of a storm when the lightning could be at its uh, most threatening. In fact, a lot of these storms that come in, the lightning, the cloud to ground lightning strikes are on the front end of the storm. Mm -hmm. Some of the most severe part of the storm is after the lightning threat has basically passed you. So um, interesting to remember that and to think about when these storms are mm -hmm. approaching. And speaking of some of the symptoms that people can experience lifelong probably from a lightning strike, are variable, but more of the frequent symptoms include memory deficit, sleep disturbance, chronic pain, dizziness, and lightning survivors sometimes have trouble processing information, are easily distracted, and have personality changes. And sometimes these symptoms might not appear until months after the lightning strike even occurs. So it's either you have these very extreme side effects from a lightning strike or stay inside during lightning, stay safe to prevent injuries like this because this is lifelong, which is why there are support groups out there for people, for lightning survivors, and it's called Lightning Strike and Electric Shock Survivors International. So that's a great organization to look into if you or a loved one has been impacted by lightning strikes. And, and lightning, um, you know, aside from the risk to, uh, you know, injury or death, it also causes a ton of damage too. Um, and and I, this stat is kind of unbelievable. Lightning causes about $5 billion of economic impact here in the United States each year.
that's amazing to think because, I mean, you get the idea that, you know, lightning could mm. maybe, uh, you know, cause an older building to burn down. You hear about it actually in the Midwest a lot, a lot of the farmhouses mm. that get struck and catch on fire. But that kind of number, $5 billion, you think more from wind damage from hurricanes mm. or, you know, from tornadoes. So that's an interesting number to, and, uh, to remember that uh, lightning causes so much structural issue uh, across the United States to the power grid locally. Mm. And I thought this is a very interesting stat here. Pennsylvania, of all states, hmm. leads the United States in lightning damage. Wow. So um, there's a good example there. That's a, that's a state that sees its fair share of thunderstorms, yeah. but you know that's not a, a beach location yeah. or an outdoor location that you hear about where uh, lightning is most prevalent, like Florida hmm. being the number one lightning uh, strike capital um, in the United States. So Pennsylvania leading hmm. the U.S. in lightning damage. And I have a short little story about that before we finish this podcast. Was there was a woman, when I was growing up living in South Jersey, they lived in the neighborhood next to us. I remember it was a couple days after Halloween, and their house got struck by lightning and burned down. Well, it came out in the newspaper that this wasn't the first time their house had been struck by lightning and burned down. They lived in Pennsylvania before, and that's why they moved to New Jersey was for a new home. And their house in Pennsylvania was also struck by lightning and burned down. Wow. So what are the chances? Of that, that? That's what <laughs> everybody said. Were, what are the chances? Maybe you should buy a lottery ticket. Right. Right. Better chance at that, yes. you know, yes. or you would think. But that was a very crazy story about somebody who I knew was impacted by lightning strikes is that, you know, once the fire starts, especially within these, it goes through everything. Right. And, and you got to remember, too, that the the temperature of mm. the lightning, I mean, that electrical mm. bolt is is incredible. Um, it, and it, it's um you know, it's something just to keep that in mind, yeah. too, that the heat involved with lightning. And if there's anything combustible, mm -hmm. it's going to catch on fire. Sometimes you see these photos that circulate or videos that circulate around on Facebook a lot. I've been seeing a couple of these pop up now of people that get lightning strikes um, nearby their houses on video that hit trees. And you can see the tree just splits the splits. And if you go still frame by still frame, you could just see the reds and the oranges of mm. the air and the, and the tree itself, like heating up, catching on fire. Um, just an, an idea of just mm -hmm. how high that temperature is when that happens. And speaking of how hot lightning is, I do have the stat for that. There you go. Lightning is hotter than the surface of the sun and can reach temperatures around 50,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Remember, that, like hot for us is like 100 degrees right. here on that Earth. Is an incredible so 50,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Well, it gives you an idea, too, that yes. um, normally <clears throat> materials that you would think are not, uh, you know... Haven't something... been put to that test. Right, exactly. That would you would ever think would catch on fire can mm -hmm. at that temperature. So it goes back to that stat, $5 billion of economic impact a year from lightning damage here in the United States. Mm -hmm. That makes sense with that, uh, that uh, very, very um, interesting, let's say, mm -hmm. um, stat there, 50,000 degrees, mm -hmm. uh, what Sloan said there, with uh, the average temperature of a lightning strike. Um, you know, the odds here that we've been talking about, just from your story with the person that lived in Pennsylvania that moved to New Jersey and had the two uh, houses burned down from lightning, you know, the odds of an individual being hit by lightning, or casualty, I should say, lightning casualty in the United States, is about 280,000 to one, if you're an average person. Now, that number might seem big, mm -hmm. but that's actually kind of scary when you think about it because that's still much lower than I would think that even oh, some of the higher lottery yeah. tickets that you could buy. Um, so that that's just if you're an average person in an average location with average outside activities and average lightning safety behavior. 
but that's about 3,000 to 1 over your lifetime with about 300 to 1 odds of being seriously affected um, by uh, a family member or a friend being a lightning survivor. And in Florida, it's closer to 80,000 to 1 per year of being struck. That's, I, I don't know about you, but that's like a number that I don't. That's know, a reason to not move to Florida. Right. <laughs> that is an uncomfortable number. I mean, 80,000 to 1 Better chances of getting struck by lightning than winning right. the lottery. Well, it's, it's even worse, too, when you go beyond that. It's 1,000 to 1 if you're in Florida um, of having that happen in a lifetime and 100 to 1 of being seriously affected, whether uh, you personally or maybe somebody close to you. So that, that's, that's scary. Terrifying. Right. And, uh, you know, the odds of an individual person being actually killed by lightning each year is about three million to one. So there's where your higher number is. And what the numbers we were just talking about were being at least affected by mm -hmm. lightning. And I think that sometimes we talk about this, it's you just think of being killed. But there is so much more that comes with these lightning strikes from people getting injured and people uh, being nearby and being affected uh, either personally or their property. So, um, if you want to even talk a little more about that, yeah. like second, secondary so, odds. So, three million to one of being killed by lightning for an average person, average location, average outside activities, and average lightning behavior. And that's about 35,000 to one over a lifetime and 3,000 to one of being seriously affected by a family member or friend being killed by lightning. But, of course, Florida, it's closer to 900,000 to one per year or 12,000 to one over a lifetime and 1,000 to one of being seriously affected. So Florida, lightning capital, lightning fatality, injury, um, capital for the U.S. here of these statistics. Right, and it, it, they're a good place to look for, um, for these numbers here mm. to remind you that, you know, it, it's just, Florida is so popular, it's such a large state, and so many people are there per year, obviously, enjoying the beach, not mm -hmm. just during the summer, but during the off months. Remembering that a lot of those numbers are because of that is mm -hmm. because it's such a, such a well-visited place. But it's important to also remember that we, we have to take some of those lessons and apply them here in the Delmarva. We're a peninsula of our own, just like Florida. And although uh, we don't have thunderstorm activity generally in the winter months, mm -hmm. we can have them, but usually the lightning threat is not yes. there. Um, we have to apply the idea of everything we were talking about there in Florida with these statistics to us, at least during the warm weather months, spring mm. and especially summer. We start moving away here in Delmarva from not that we can't have severe weather. We start worrying less about straight line winds and tornadoes. Obviously, we have our tropical threat during the season, but this is real, really getting into the hot, humid afternoons. Mm. We have some of our largest uh, lightning events with mm. these storms that come in. So. Um, Thinking about that here as we get closer to the holiday weekend, the 4th yes. of July weekend. As Not and I to scare you, but to make right. sure that you're prepared. Right. It's that you know point. what to do. Right. And uh, Sloan brings up a good point. We're just trying to prepare you here for um, enjoying yourself outside yes. for the holiday weekend. As we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, we, we have storms in the forecast Saturday, mm. Sunday, and the 4th of July. So... Please be safe out there. We want everybody to enjoy themselves, but uh, as they say, keep an eye to the sky. Mm -hmm. And remember, again, the storm doesn't have to look threatening. It just has to be nearby to pose mm -hmm. a threat for lightning. So I think that that's uh, yeah. what we're looking at here for today on the podcast. We had a lot to talk about with lightning safety facts and tips. And if you've had uh, any questions or would like us to talk about any other topics at one point or another, you can always email us here in the Weather Center at weather at WMDT. 
weatherwise.com. So thanks again for joining us for another edition of WeatherWise. We'll be back in another week with a new episode here from the meteorologist at 47.